Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what today is? I do. It's Sacrilegious Book Club! That's right. And yes. late. And late. Yeah. It's my fault. Sorry. <laughs> I was very busy this last week, and I did not finish up on time, so it's but here we are on Still the correct day. Same day. Correct yeah. day. Just, Just late. Yeah. So. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. I'm less sorry than wife is sorry. I'm very sorry to <laughs> my husband who is being funny now but was mad at me. And I'm very sorry to the listeners. And I'm very sorry to the algorithm. May it ever forgive me with its mathematical blessings. Right, right. Etc. Yeah. All right. So we are doing the book club today. And what uh, what are we going over? Um, we are discussing the book of Joshua... 
Specifically, we will be covering Joshua, Jericho, Gilgal, the Wall of Jericho, and Ai, and Gibeon, and I think Ajalon. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Interesting stuff. You ready to get on into this? I am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So, what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. Just our podcast? Any podcast or any (laughs) performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So, maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So, all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash Sacrilegious Discourse is our actual main page there. So, head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Okay, so if you are a Patreon supporter... You already know this. Yeah, you are already aware that this conversation was coming. Because why? Because... Because our Patreon members are... They're fantastic. They're awesome. They are. They're the best. Not that you guys aren't the best. You are also... That aren't aren't Patreon listeners. You are the best, but they are the bestest. (laughs) I mean, honestly. I mean, they're giving us money. Right? They're supporting us. They are. So thank you, Patreon supporters. Thank you, Patreon supporters. And so the thing that they know that you are about to find out is that um, we have a problem with Asimov. We do, unfortunately. And we like, were... I mean, not un- I guess not unfortunately. It is what it is. But I love Asimov. You love Asimov's writing. Yes. You don't love Asimov. I know. No, I don't. I never knew the dude. You yeah. Know? He was Apparently he was, he was an old latch. Before I knew who he was, even. He was an old latch and a very sexist piece of shit. Right. And was and very was proud of it. grabby and proud of it and blah, blah, blah. So um, we had some questionings as to whether or not we should continue using his book or not. Yeah. And um, 
we decided yes with caveats. First of all, um, we had also talked at some point about taking a break because we are catching up in the book club too quickly with our daily chapter reading. Correct. And we will soon surpass with Asimov where we are at in our actual Bible reading. Yes. And that but we are going to do something different. Right. So what we had talked about was, or what husband and I had talked about was, um, we're going to finish up Joshua because that Joshua was a good stopping point um, because he's kind of part of the the hexatuk, you yeah. know, the pentateuch hexatuk right, right, thing. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's just it makes for a good stopping point. And then we're going to do some Jewish fairy tales and legends and stuff right, in right. the meantime. So if you guys have any recommendations for books for me to cover, that would be great. Right. And, and then, we're not going to stop doing the Sacramento no. Book Club. We're just going to slow down our role a little bit. Yeah. At some point, we are going to return to Joshua, or return, not to Joshua, but to um, Asimov. And because we decided that although he's a piece of shit... We are getting a lot of value out of this book. Yeah. It's really helping me understand. I mean, even just what I'm going to be going over today, um, it, it's too valuable to throw the bathwater out with the baby. And what or throw you... the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody throw your baby. <laughs> and drink your bathwater. And what, what little... Well, well, what feedback we had on Patreon said that we should keep going with it as well. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a lot of people that really appreciate the information that's in this book. Um, and, you know, we're just going to caveat it before every episode with, you know, he's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, we will definitely be um, letting everybody know at the beginning of every Asimov episode that Asimov sucks and he is gross, but his work was just too invaluable to yeah. not continue reading and that we're sorry that such a piece of shit made such, wrote such greatness, you know? Yeah. It so I, and we talked about offsetting your, uh, your, um, what do you call it? Your, your love of something. So like, you know, with a, with a donation or something like that. So we oh, highly yeah. encourage you, you know, since we are getting something from somebody who was such a, you know, kind of a womanizer, um, not correct, not 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 a great guy. Yeah. So if you are um, so inclined, maybe donate to a woman's battered shelter or battered woman's shelter, or you know something along those lines. A rape like, crisis line. Right. Anything um, that that offsets the the harm, I guess. Not not that anything offsets the harm, but no, no helps offset the harm, I guess. It it allows you to feel maybe a little less gross listening right. to yeah s words that came from. A garbage human. We're sorry that we got into all this way into the book before we found this out. Yeah, so yeah. That's, just, but was, that's on us. It was due to the... We found it out because of a Patreon episode we did. Yeah. And we did some research. And yep. We did a separating the art from the artist Patreon episode. Yeah. And I saved the bombshell for the end of that episode. Oh. And husband did not know it was coming. No, I did not. So if you... Would like to become a supporter to hear. If you want to hear me almost cry. Yeah. Almost, not yeah. quite, but almost. It, it's worth the. Uh, what's the lowest tier? Two dollars a month. Yeah, two dollars. It's a worth month. the two dollars a month, I think. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Um, at any rate, let's <laughs> almost get into this garbage humans' work. Yes. The book let's. of Joshua, and 
so I'm gonna read. Wife you. has broken out the book this time. Like we normally, yeah. there's just notes, but the book is here. I have reason for it, <laughs> um, because okay, let me read you the first sentence of this chapter, and I did like a record scratch. Okay. Okay. Okay, so under Joshua, page, um, oh, what page is this? Shoot. It's page 208. Okay. He says, to the Jews, the first five books of the Bible, the law, made up the first of three grand divisions of the Old Testament. Okay. Wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> three grand. So I had to rabbit hole that shit. Right. Okay. So this is what I discovered. And he goes over it a little bit, but not to my satisfaction. Okay. I needed more information. So this is all wife here. This is all wife here. Yeah. Wow. And Wikipedia. And well, yeah, yeah. Other Googles. Right. Okay. So the first five books, we already know that is the first section. Pentateuch. Okay. The Pentateuch. The right. law. The book of instruction. Moses' book. You know, the Torah. Right. Okay. All of those things. Yeah. And that's... Um, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Damn, you just like snapped that right off. I did, and I wasn't mm. reading them on my phone either. Right, right. I was making eye contact with husband so he would know <laughs> that I was not reading. Okay, but for the next ones, I will not be able to do that. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Because here's why I brought the book out, really. It wasn't just to read that first sentence, because I could have done that by copying and pasting it onto my phone. Sure. Okay. Um, the, the second section of, okay, the first one is the Pentateuch, yep. the Torah, okay? Yeah. The next one is the prophets, also called the Nevi'im. Okay. Or Nevi'im. Okay. Okay? And that section, this middle second section, is, um, broken into three different parts, okay? Okay. So we've got the first part is the Torah. The second part is the prophets, broken up into three parts. Yeah. Okay? So first, there's the former prophets, and they're also referred to as the early prophets. And that's Joshua, Judges, the book of Samuel, the books of Samuel, and the books of Kings. Got it. Okay? Okay. And then the second in this second group is the latter prophets, the major prophets, and that is Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Okay. Okay? Yep. And then the third of this second group, okay, <laughs> yeah. is the minor prophets. And that is all of the last 12 books listed. Oh. Okay? Okay. And those are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Okay. Okay? Yep. So those three sections, the former prophets, the latter prophets, and the minor prophets, all fall under the prophets, which is the second group. Got okay? it. So we've got the Torah. We've got the prophets. Yep. Okay? The last group is the one that's considered least important by um, Jewish readers of this book. Okay. Okay? And that's just the writings, also referred to as the ketuvim, okay? Yeah. Um, it, too, is broken into a couple sections here. Okay, okay. yep. First, we've got poetry and wisdom, which consists of Psalms, Proverbs, and the book of Job. Sure, okay? Okay. 
The next group is the five Magalot, Magalot, something. It means the five scrolls. Okay. Okay. And they were actually one piece of writing. Got it. Okay. And that's why they're like listed together. Okay. Ruth. So we've already read one of these. Okay. The Book yeah. of Ruth, Esther, Ecclesiastes, the Song of Solomon, which is also referred to sometimes as the Song of Songs. Wait, the Song of Solomon was in one of the books that we've read already, correct? Or is that a separate it's something book? different. It's, okay. it's its own book. Oh, okay, okay. okay? All right. Because, again, it's sometimes called the Song of Songs. Got it. It just depends on what Bible you're reading. Okay. And Lamentations. Got it. Okay. And then the third of the um, writings are... First and Second Chronicles. So we have literally, we are literally currently reading the least important yeah. of the Bible. Got it. Okay. Got it. I mean, um, you know, we get the worst first, get sure. the worst out first. Sure. You know? So the books of Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Daniel. Okay. Okay. Yep. So just to recap, yeah. the Bible is broken into three parts and they go in order of importance. The most important, obviously, is the Torah, mm -hmm. which is the law. The next one is the prophets, which is broken into three sections. Okay. And the writings, which is also broken into three sections, you can call it. Sure. And the writings are the least important. Okay. Okay? Yep. So, I wrote this. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Asimov says... The Israelite army under unified leadership is pictured as conquering the entire land in a brilliant set of campaigns. Right, but that's not true. Actually, he continues, <laughs> as would appear from other evidence in the Bible itself, the conquest was far more disorganized, gradual, and imperfect than that. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So next we come to Jericho. And we know what he did there, right? The walls, they came a-tumbling down. Yeah, they did. Mm -hmm. So Jericho is on page 210. Okay. And the book of Joshua itself starts up right after Moses goes belly up. Right, right. right. So Moses dies, and then we start with boom, Joshua, Joshua. Boom, And he takes over. Yep. Okay, Joshua Ben Nun gets promoted to commander-in-chief. Mm-hmm. All right? Yep. Then he prepares to attack Canaan by sending two spies into Jericho. Yeah. You remember that? I do. And they went to, they got held up in the, um, the whore's house. The whore's house. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what Asimov says. Okay. Yeah. Jericho is a very ancient populated site and there are signs of a town having existed there prior to 5000 BCE. Wow. The city faced by Joshua may have been the third located on that site damn the first two each having in its own turn been destroyed got it okay and then um though the city was well fortified which it was right the spies quote discovered morale within the town to be disastrously low they had no trouble finding refuge with a harlot he says yeah named rahab who was willing to betray the town in exchange for safety during the inevitable sack. Right. So they knew shit was coming down. Mm -hmm. yeah. They knew it was coming, right. even though their city was well fortified. Right. Okay. So next we come to the section called Gilgal, which is on page 211. Okay. Okay. Um, Joshua chapter 4, verses 19 and 20 reads... 
and the people encamped in Gilgal in the east border of Jericho, and those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. So, like, what the fuck is Gilgal, right? Right. Okay. A Gilgal is a circle of stones, literally. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And Asimov says, a circle of large stones had religious significance to the men of the Stone Age. The most famous and largest such circle still surviving, at least in part. Right. Do you know? Mm, no. Large circle of stones. Stonehenge? Yes. Oh, okay. Stonehenge in England. Got yes. It. Okay. And he continues saying the fact that Joshua ordered that 12 stones be taken up from the temporarily dry bed of the Jordan. Because remember, he caused it to yeah. to split so that he could walk through it. Right. Okay. And then picked up 12 stones, right? Yep. So just because he did that and picked up 12 stones does not necessarily reflect the 12 tribes of Israel. Hmm but may instead have related to the 12 months of the year, which would have held enormous significance to an agricultural society. Okay. Um, think about Stonehenge. We've decided that it was a calendar of sorts, right? Right, right. And so these 12 tribes and 12 stones, they may be more calendar than... Um, religion, but then again, calendar and religion seem to go hand in hand. Right. So, I mean, the, even with the 12 tribes, that could also still go back. Like, you, yeah. that could be part of a calendar type reference right. at some level, exactly. too. Exactly. So I'm going to take a little bit of issue with him there and say. And, and that's um, just conjecture from, sure. from me and sure. you. So, but yeah. still, it seems a little. Like, 12 is definitely a number that they utilize again and again and again. Mm hmm whether it's for tribes or for whatever, but, you but know, they were, maybe it's a combination. They you know? were aware of the change of seasons and the fact that there were 12 months right. to a year to circle the sun. Right. So 12 would have been a significant number to them regardless. Yeah. So yep. I can see that. Um, the next section is the wall, not um, Trump's wall, but the wall and then in parentheses of Jericho. Right. That wall. Yeah, that one. Okay. On page 212. So, you know how, like, they were circling the city and then the walls came tumbling down, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that was ridiculous, it remember? It was ridiculous. So, the ritualistic parades circling around the city and blowing trumpets and dancing and shouting and shit. Yeah. Probably served to, quote, dishearten the city's defenders as well as to cover the sight and sound of... Joshua's men slowly undermining the city's walls. Got it. So they were like, don't look at us like digging into the ground and, <laughs> you know, making your walls fall down. Now, I, this may be me putting something that I saw on Twitter in here, but I thought I understood that the walls had actually gone down in like an earthquake like hundreds of years prior to this incident there is conjecture of that but no proof but okay. regardless why would these guys be just dancing and singing and blowing horns around the city right like it just doesn't make sense yeah and they're like the walls are totally gonna fall and then they just do <laughs> like right at the correct moment right like right. unless they could totally predict when the earthquake was coming it's just, it's not too much further before the sun stops moving. So, I mean, you know, right. uh, well, I've some got, weird shit, you know, I've happened. got some words about that. Yeah. So, don't you worry about that. Right. So, 
Thus, a new Israelite Jericho was rebuilt upon the cursed site. Oh, wait. No, I skipped a paragraph. My oh, bad. My sorry. bad. Um, okay. So, they were going around it, and they were um, undermining the walls, and then the walls fell. Sure. Right? Yep. And then they were cursed to not... Like, Joshua made a curse and said, nobody will rebuild here forever. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, despite being cursed to remain destroyed for all eternity... Towns aren't built for no reason, says right, it's Asimov. A good, it's a good site. It's unlikely that such a prosperous position can be allowed to stand empty forever, whatever the curse resting upon it. Right. Thus, a new Israelite Jericho was rebuilt upon the cursed site during the reign of King Ahab, which we oh. recall because we said at the time, wait, I thought that that land was cursed. Yeah, we did. That's so, right. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah. Which survived and flourished through New Testament times. Dang. Right? Wow. That's crazy. Yep. But it too was destroyed. Oh, man. And rebuilt yet again. <laughs> that town's not got a good string of luck. But this last Jericho still exists today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is currently under Palestinian control. Okay. And that's not as of Asimov's writing. I double-checked it to make sure... What yeah. was what? Right. Um, Jericho is claimed to be the oldest city in the world, and we can understand why. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, so the next section is I or A. Okay. spelled A-I. Right. On page 214. Okay. So Joshua, overconfident from his success in Jericho, attacked the neighboring city of Ai with too few numbers, and they were beaten off. Do you recall that? Yeah. And I just said beaten off. <laughs> yeah, I did. So the Israelites planned a more careful attack and ambushed the city from within after luring the Canaanites out. You I remember, remember that? I do. I do. Yeah. And we then, were talking about how ridiculous. I remember talking about how ridiculous it yes, was at the time. Yes. Like, come on, really? Right. So I was sacked, burned, and destroyed. And unlike Jericho, it was never rebuilt. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. So apparently that was not a prime spot. Guess not. Yeah. So, okay, the next section is. Gibeon on page 215. Okay. And Asimov says, The two victories of the Israelites over Jericho and over Ai put all of Canaan into a state of urgent alarm. This was particularly true of the city of Gibeon. It was very likely to be the next target of the Israelite army. Got it. So here's what happened. The Gibeonites worked wildly, according to the Bible. Wildly. Wildly. Yeah. Okay. With with wild. Yeah. They used wild. Sure. They were wily in a wily fashion. Yeah. And they pretended to be from far away. Do you remember this? I do. I do. And so they had worn out clothes and moldy food, and they pretended to be ambassadors from this place far, far away, and they right. made a peace treaty. Yep. And then when the deception was discovered, the treaty was still honored and Gibeon wasn't destroyed and nor were its people slaughtered. Right. right? I thought that was really weird. And we thought that was really weird because they were basically like, ah, I'm just kidding. We're from right here. We're just over the hill. <laughs> right. And we were like, how did the Israelites not be like, oh, well, fuck you. Right. Yeah. You're going to die. Yeah. Right. So, and Asimov agrees. Like, that was our thought at the time, right? Yeah. Asimov agrees. He says, It is difficult to see how the Gibeonites could have fooled Joshua in this manner, or to believe that the fierce Israelite invaders would have honored a treaty 
secured by deception. Right. However, the writers of the book of Joshua, while describing an ideal and complete conquest of Canaan, had to account for the known fact that some Canaanite cities maintain a reasonable degree of independence into the time of David and Solomon. Oh, wow. The tale of the trickery of Gibeon was one way of doing so <laughs> without detracting from Joshua's military glory. I see. Right? So it's just all a ruse. Yeah. That's awesome. Go figure, right? I mean, like, yeah. They just rewrote shit to, you know, make Suit somebody themselves. look good. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I thought you would appreciate that Yeah, one. No, that's good. That's good. Right? Okay, so the next section is Agilon on page 216. Okay. Regardless, the defection of Gibeon to the Israelites was another serious blow to the Canaanites. Right, right. The Canaanites were like, fuck me. The petty kingdoms of the south formed a confederacy against the common foe and marched against Gibeon in order to force it back into the Canaanite Canaan. Canaanite ranks. Right. Gosh, that, I had a problem with that. Yeah. How dare you make peace with them? We're going to make you fight with us by fighting you. Exactly. That exactly. Makes they were no like, sense. get back over here. Right. So Joshua moved his forces to protect Gibeon, which we found so weird that they like right. honored this, right? Yeah, yeah. And in the valley of Ajalon, he made the sun stand still. Right. Okay. I remember that. I love this. Asimov says. Men used these verses 25 centuries after the time of Joshua to fight the Copernican theory that the sun stood still <laughs> and the earth moved about it. Oh, my God. After all, if Joshua has to order the sun, stand thou still, it must imply that ordinarily the sun is moving. I'm surprised we haven't heard that argument from Tucker Carlson lately. Right? <laughs> So, or somebody like that, you know, yeah. like, I mean, some of the shit that we're seeing now. Right. Is just absurd. The anti-science nonsense. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I just thought, oh, so the writers were using what was happening to them in their day. Yeah. They were using that to shape so, the story of centuries before that. What what you're saying to me, I think, is that basically the Bible has always inspired Fox News type thinking yes that's awesome yes that is correct <laughs> anti-science bullshittery right yes yes all right yeah but that really helped like knowing what else was happening in the world at that time that it was being written really helps put it into context right right i just can't imagine getting up and, and arguing with a scientist who has spent you know a lifetime observing the behaviors of celestial entities you know mm -hmm. And, and saying, no, but this book from, like, 3,000 years ago, though. Right? Like, what? Like, Get the you, fuck off the stage, man. Have you read it? And have you actually, like, compared it to what was happening at the time? <laughs> right. Because I'm not saying I've read it. I'm only just now reading it. Right, but, I'm like, we're reading it, and it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the book is ridiculous. It is. It is. It's just, it's absurd. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the mildest amount of research lets you know what was happening at the time it was written. Right. The various parts. And you could say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this is shit. Right. This, this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Not God's word. Man's word. Man's a liar. Right. Right. So, there you have it. Yeah. Fucking proof. Proof. So, Using it as proof. I know. That bothers me. I know. So next week, we will finish up the book of Joshua, and with that, we will take a break 
from Asimov. The following week after that, we will start some Jewish fairy tales and legends. Yeah, and that should be really fun, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been some stuff that we really wanted to dive down some rabbit holes with. Yes. And I'm really, really looking forward to doing that. Me too. um, And like I said, like we said before, we're not ditching Asimov. We're just slowing it down. Yep. So... And, and I think it's good to take a grace period to reflect on the fact that we've been venerating such a horrible human. Yeah, that too. Um, definitely don't want to, you know, forget that that's part of the reason we're kind of chose this moment to slow down too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are going to stick with it. We sure. are going to finish it. Yep. And um, I don't want to put an exact time frame as to when we'll be doing the next one after we get done with Joshua. But... Maybe once a month, maybe once every couple of months. I don't know, but we'll, we'll be we'll be moving it along here and there mm-hmm. over time. Just yes. slowing it down to match our speed that we're going kind of with the Bible somewhat. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Because I'm kind of enjoying going back, and you know, as we're reading further ahead and saying, "Oh, right, yeah, that's that's what that was." That makes okay, sense. and yeah. that relates to what we're reading now. So you know what I mean? Like that that's been cool. really kind of cool. That has been very cool. Yep. So. I don't want to not come back to that part of it. Definitely. I really appreciate that part. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for today for the book club. That is all we have for Sacrilegious Book Club. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, I'm going to be getting the weekly replay here out in just a few moments after this one goes up. And then we'll be back on Monday with... Oh, I wasn't prepared for you that. Weren't, you weren't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared. No, you not, always I just, throw to but me. I, but I pointed at you. I you know. You should have been ready. when I. The finger means you're ready. Go. <laughs> but I'm not, though. Um, <laughs> we are in First Chronicles, and it's going to be, what, chapter 11? Yes. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> All right. I'm good. We'll see you guys. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 